Happy rainy day, Adam. Happy rainy day, Jack. A good day to make a podcast, that's for sure. All right. Things have been going good around Cleveland here from the sports standpoint. Indians winning. The uh, the superstar captain of the team rolled his horse down the down the hill, but all he had is a sore wrist. We'll see though on that. All right. That'll play out with the Browns. What else is going on here? Nothing too much. Coming into that period of time that uh, things kind of slow down a little bit. Commerce does anyway. Some, as is always the case, but more people are finding ways not to come into the office. And that's going to just multiply, in my opinion. But when, uh, when we do have jobs, they got to be reoriented now in many companies. People aren't going to be showing up the way they did. So we have all the communication links pretty much available with most businesses. How are we going to rearrange that? You know, we're going to redefine systems. We're going to approvals. Just uh, there's going to be a lot of new things, new technology coming in. But if I'm an old steel guy, and I'm close to being an old steel guy, uh, how do I stay? How do I stay relevant? And how do I stay? Involved enough, involved enough where I can follow these changes. If you have companies with too many old steel guys, they basically aren't going to keep up with the uh, changes going on in the world today and these young young whippersnappers coming into the uh, workforce armed with uh, computer knowledge and confidence. So... If I'm an old steel guy and I own a small company and that's not unusual at all, how do I basically stop being the the bottleneck? Here's an old way of doing it. Here's the way I've done it all my life. Why couldn't we do it that way now? You think you think those are eradicated yet? They're going to be going on for quite a while. Those little companies have a couple of customers and maybe four or five employees. Uh, where's that company headed? And if I if I'm the kind of owner that kind of throws back into the good old days and not embracing the changes going on today, we're destined for doom. So how do I stop being the bottleneck? We have a whole new world out there with a lot of exciting things and a lot of exciting changes going on. So it's exciting. Good time to be alive. That's always the case, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. So, yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think a lot of business owners look at themselves objectively enough. By the way, this business owner, that's me. (laughs) My name is Jack Mancini. And the other guy talking every once in a while here is my partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're business coaches in a company called Maximum Value Partners. And the podcast we're making today, it's called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We deal with small business owners, defined as 25 employees or less, and we help them solve problems and give them peace of mind like they never thought possible. But today we're talking about bottlenecks. Right. What do you think of those, Adam? I'm thinking it depends. Long necks, right? I'm thinking of long long neck Budweiser's. Those are pretty good, right? 
What do you think? <laughs> they were, they were I think about that's it. a good choice. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah, we're talking about bottlenecks here. And yeah, welcome everybody. This is episode three thirty six of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And uh, while this issue may have been exacerbated, as you're talking about Jack here around the the recent uh, pandemic and technology coming in, it's something that I think it's been going on for a while. And if you if you own a business for a while, it's one of those things that maybe maybe you've been accused of. Or maybe you've thought about this, you know, or you've, you've recognized it in yourself where often things can't move forward without you and your involvement or you, know, you doing stuff or maybe you're holding things up. And it's a natural, a natural thing. Yeah, if you think about how most companies go, they usually start with an owner and that owner is usually doing everything day one. And as a company starts to grow and has some success and add some customers and you add some, maybe you add your first employees and you add some more vendors and things kind of going on, it's often difficult to start to hand things off to your team and, and trust them to get all these things done that once used to be things that you were doing. But as you grow, while you may have been able to handle everything day one or year one, well, those variables continue to grow and there's only 24 hours in the day, only so much you can get done. And so you have to start letting things go. You have to start delegating things to, to, to the rest of your team and entrusting them on that stuff. And it's something that we address with nearly every one of our coaching clients at some point, whether it be day one, where they can sense that they're the bottleneck right away. That's part of the part of the issue holding them back, either from, from growing or getting good people on board, whatever it might be. Or we, as we get into our coaching with them, that's something that we start to kind of um, start to address. And, and they want to know, well, you know, how do I... How do I stop being this bottleneck? You know, you know, like many things, the question becomes, where do I start? Where do I start to kind of figure this this piece out? And Jack, I think you know a couple areas that we usually will start with something like this. One is with a functional org chart, and the second one being kind of behavior assessment. You know, disc style leadership styles, and those are two of our two of our seven keys when it comes to you know how we coach folks, you know, number four is the organization plan, which is where the functional org chart fits and leadership being number five is where behavior fits. But if you think about from a standpoint of just trying to get things reset, that's often what people are looking to do. And it's helpful to kind of reset. And what a functional org chart does, for those of you who are not familiar with that, it basically just lays out the key functions that are needed to, to, to be done as part of the business. So what's happening in order to make sure that you're, your product or services is delivered the way that you want it to be delivered. How are you marketing the business to grow? How you, who's who's closing those sales to, to be able to bring new business in? Who's taking care of all the people, the onboarding of the people, the the motivating, the the, the ongoing connections. You know, to your point, if we're, if we're living in this virtual world. How is keeping everybody keeping everybody together? Who's keeping an eye on all the numbers, and the planning, and all the other issues that that, that might come up as part of a business? So you have all these things that, that are going on and it's often easy to get confused or lost in there and you need to, to be able to do some resets. And so where the functional org chart is often very helpful to start with is just laying out what's getting done. What are those different duties and, and, and not putting somebody's name to it yet, but starting with just kind of laying those things out because as your company grows year in and year out, those functions and those duties are going to change because Either the company's growing or it's shrinking or it's something, but the, the company's changing year over year. And so if you get clear on kind of what's what's there, 
what needs to get done, often some aha moments start to happen where you start to realize, well, wait a minute, we have a big hole here, Jack. Also, this wasn't an issue two or three years ago, but now all of a sudden we're seeing some functions and duties here. We, we need some technology in this company, Jack. We need somebody who has maybe some expertise in technology in the company. So that's one of the things that maybe you've identified. So, okay, that, that becomes apparent through this. Or we start to recognize that, well, well, gee, you know, you know, Joe's been doing, you know, his four functions for the last four years, Jack, but th those functions have started to grow. And really, Joe can't do them all by himself anymore. He needs some help. You know, he, all of a sudden, he's doing 80% of the work over there, and we need to get him some help. So part of, part of trying to figure this stuff out is figuring out, okay, who's doing what? Or starting out with what needs to get done and then who's doing what. So that sounds pretty simple, but that's usually a good starting place just to kind of get things kind of reset, to get it visual, you know, picture visually kind of laying out in terms of what's getting done. And seeing that, putting up on a whiteboard or on flip charts to be able to you know, get it out of your head and see what's going on. So part of the idea is trying to identify where the bottleneck is coming from. Is it you? Is it you as the owner who's in the way? Is it somebody else? For a, for a small business, that's the, the, the best suspect. You know, it wants to keep control of, of everything, make sure that prices are right and, and money's collected and all the, all the details that you're talking about. But since he isn't, He's got a way of doing it that is old and it's tired and it can't keep up. But yet that's his comfort level in terms of uh, understanding where the business is. He's had success for several years now and he must be doing something right. But that's not the case. The company could prosper much better if you were to objectively understand where the bottleneck is and it's pointing to him. A lot of people can't step up to that, and they stay they stay mirrored in the in the uh, uh, quicksand that they created for themselves, and they can't get out. They don't know how. They don't want to after a while. So that's a, that's a big danger to it. You know, the boss, the owner, can't necessarily do what he wants to do. Well, he can, but he's not going to probably have much of a company in today's world. Yeah, the, the the big desire we've talked about this uh, again as part of the leadership piece, Jack, and and we define leadership pretty simple in terms of what the the job description is for the leader of the organization, and it's three words: plan, direct, and control. And many owners are not in that are not in that role. Many owners are in that role of do 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 right. They're they're, they're just getting stuff done. And so a big part of what this helps to do is help them to get things kind of laid out in terms of what's the plan and asking your people what the plan is for different, different parts of the business. So being able to understand that and be able to then direct the activity, then be able to control it versus again, coming from that, that, that startup mentality where you were doing everything. Many folks don't graduate from that, Jack, whether it be a year That's in, right. 10 years in, but you know, they're kind of operating that same way where they're, they're in there. Sleeves rolled up. They're doing all this stuff. And that's often the biggest gating item to growth because everything's running through that one person. So whether it be the old steel guy you're talking about or it could be young, a young tech lady or, or, or anything in between, it's a matter of how you operate. And the point I think you're trying to make, Jack, is it, you know, whether it's somebody older, young or, or male or female, it's more about just the mentality of <clears throat> kind of having it all, you know, whether you have it all figured out or whether you have to be the one doing all these things or, 
just again, part of what we help, as you mentioned at the outset here, Jack, is helping owners know what they need to worry about. And some of that minutia doesn't need to be worried about. Let your, let your people handle those things. You direct that activity. And once you know what the plan is, we can then direct what's going on. So usually if you don't have the plan in place, so again, you know, a great place to start with the plan is on the organization front. Let's understand what's going on. How are things being done within our company? How can that be changed? How can that be improved? And often, yeah, it it's, be, it's, no, go on. so often it might be just shuffling duties internally versus going to find somebody else on the outside. So it might just be, again, you know, the answer might be right in front of you. I just, you aren't necessarily looking at that. So the part we're trying to figure out here today and help you today is help you figure out again, if you are a bottleneck, here's, here's one of those ways that could be all start to kind of get through that. It's, 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 uh, that's true. And it has to be an objective evaluation. And it can't, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's gotta be done with a commitment that you're really trying to resolve this because it really, it's more of a communication thing with maybe a little investment in, in equipment, but it's, it's something that basically is resolvable if you commit to doing it. And a lot of people don't like, like to, uh, take those jobs on they're looked at as being a waste of time in many in so many cases but an objective analysis of behavior and and relations that exist in a company to get to know those and to assign the right person to some of the duties reassign the duties uh, becomes tremendous for the company and the employees that's a big part where, where I mentioned earlier about DISC, Jack, right? In terms of people's natural behavior styles. And one of the key things here is, there, you know, there's not necessarily good or bad styles. People often worry about that. Do I, do I have the right style? And it's more about recognizing what styles are more natural for us and which ones might be a bit of a struggle. And that comes back to, we sort of marry that with the, the functions and duties of what has to happen. So as you might imagine, somebody who's, comfortable and enjoys you know sitting in front of a bunch of data and spreadsheets and computers all day is a little differently wired versus somebody who likes to be out shaking hands and kissing babies jack right in terms of meeting people and just you know you know increasing their 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 influence through people and in relationships that way so there's there's not good or, or bad and and your company your organization needs those and part of the idea with with things like DISC is to help to make sure that everybody in the organization is playing to their strengths versus just doing what they've always done. Because that's that was their assigned role day one when they joined the company. Well, people evolve, roles evolve. And one of the keys we see too is if you have a handful of key people you, you can rely upon it in your business, the sky becomes the limit at that point. And so part of your role as the owner is to make sure you not only identify those folks, but to help to make sure that they're you're supporting them in the ways that, that, that they need and not getting in the way often is a big part of that support. Come back to our, to our theme here about, about being the bottleneck. So if you're able to, and the only one that can remove the owner is the owner, all right? You have to do that yourself. You know, your employees aren't going to, they may hint at it or give you little nudges here and there, but at the end of the day, they know it's your company and you as the owner can decide what you want to do or don't want to do. But part of this is again, if you get clarity and, and try to bring 
as you were mentioning, Jack, kind of more objective analysis here to it and take some of the emotion out of it. And so we're looking at things like our functional org chart in terms of what, what has to get done. And we're looking at things like our disk styles and, and, and really embracing those for what they are in terms of our strengths and our maybe, you know, maybe our weaknesses from that standpoint. We can now reshuffle some of those duties. And maybe part of what's happening is maybe you're the bottleneck, Jack, because you don't have any good people as part of your company. Really, true, very true. Yeah, you know, we see that a lot. It's, you know, well, hey, I got somebody who's been here for 20 years, but, you know, we kind of grew that person 15 years ago, but they're still here. How do I get, how do I move on from that person? So there's, it's not, a, there's a comfort, there's a big comfort level with, with so many of these uh, smaller companies that don't turn, turn people and reassign people duties and work on making your employees better. Because if they become good employees, you know, you've reached nirvana. I mean, it, uh, it's the way to do it. Yeah, if you, if you have those folks who are there, they're able to help you out tremendously. And if you don't, again, but if, if you recognize that you also you don't have people or you have the people that are, that are kind of holding you back, then it, it comes a question. You know, if, if that's what's holding you back from achieving whatever you're trying to achieve, then it comes down to you as the owner. What, what do you want to do? Are you okay with where things are at? And you're just kind of complaining, but not really complaining? Or are you truly frustrated? If you're truly frustrated, then yeah, there may be some of these difficult discussions that need to have happen. So you look internally to the folks that maybe have kind of been stagnant. Well, chances are chances of getting them revved back up, Jack, and kind of moving and and learning where they've been stagnant for, for, for a decade plus, that's pretty tough to do. It, it could happen. Maybe you offer that first, but understand the chances for success are going to be pretty, pretty low versus, Hey, if I identify, again, come back to, I've identified now as part of my functional org chart where a big hole is, or we look at our different disc styles and, you know, we have a hole in terms of, you know, um, either folks that are those more outgoing people, folks, or maybe more of those analytical folks. So where it might be also, we're, we're seeing some holes there. We can now, now that we know what we're looking for, let's go out and find those folks. And if we find those folks and bring them in, well, then the bottleneck starts to go away because part of what happens day one is you're starting to kind of hand off some of those those duties that are bottlenecking the company to these new folks. And if they are what you hope they are when you're hiring them, they're going to help relieve that bottleneck. That pressure <clears throat> starts to go away and the company can start to grow again. And it feels like a whole new place, Jack. It, it injects yeah. new life and enthusiasm into the business. That's right. You know, with our coaching using those tools, it uh, it's it's a miracle how it works. Sometimes you shouldn't have employee problems defined however you want to define them, from a major problem to annoyances. You can correct them with a little bit of objective behavior analysis using current tools. Not hard at all, and it's not HR laden. It's the worst thing we we could think of. It's, it's, you know, done by the employees with a little bit of coaching. Right. And so if we can get your mindset right in terms of what your, your role should be, and if you're, if you're the owner and you're in that plan direct control mode, it's very difficult to be a bottleneck at that point, isn't it, Jack? Because you're, yep. you're, you've now gotten out of the way. And, you know, the question becomes, okay, how do you, instead of being a bottleneck at that point, how do you keep from being maybe a distraction or an impediment? Or getting in the way. 
Yeah, you know, so that's you know that's where it's again it's one of those things. It's just when you think you got to figure it out, Jack, as an owner, new things get thrown your way, new challenges, right. new opportunities, and it's one of the things that again people get excited about, get energized about. One of the things that, that they really love about owning a business, but many folks get worn out by it because they come in hoping to hey I find my rhythm and I've kind of set and I can kind of be this way for the next several decades. That's how. I tell these old steel guys, you know, get formed, Jack. Hey, I figured it out 30 years ago, and here it is. That's it. I'm sticking to my guns. And okay, within a small business, you know, if you keep it small enough, you don't have to probably change much. There's, you know, there's, there's enough little niches out there, things that, that you can do. But, yeah, a couple of customers, a couple of employees. Yeah. But if you're not, down to that. yeah, but if, if you're not, you know, if you're not happy with, with how those things are going, that's what we're talking to today. If you're happy with, with, with where things are at, great. You probably turned it off, you know, 20 minutes ago. But for, for, for those of you who, who, who were frustrated by it and realized, hey, maybe I'm the problem, <clears throat> there's a couple ways to kind of get that started. And keeping that mentality in mind in terms of what your role is. Your role isn't to do, do, do everything. It's the plan, direct, control piece of this. And if you right. start, start to lay it out and get the functional org chart laid out, to reset the organization and, and and use tools like this to be able to understand our, our natural strengths and use that framework of plan direct control. Those are helpful ways to help you work through some of these challenges. And that's what we do with, 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 with almost all of our clients from that standpoint. Cause again, it's a pretty common challenge that we see. And it's a question of when do you see it and recognize it or when does it happen to you? But if, if you're in business, it's going to happen to you at some point. So if it hasn't happened to you yet, congratulations but it's going to be coming. It's a question of when, not if. That's right. That's right. So, maybe so it's just... not a daunting thing. There are a lot of, again, tools to and, and proven uh, methods, procedures, processes to uh, and analyze your, your company and basically look to see how you can make your employees better and or recruit better. And your systems can flow well if there's nobody who is bottling it up. And that's what you might be doing as the owner. So it's a good check, like uh, getting your car serviced. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a good, good, good analogy, Jack. And uh, a good thought to end on for today. So, so that's our show for today, talking about bottlenecks and how to be able to relieve those bottlenecks. As you mentioned at the outset, this is uh, episode 336. So there's another 335 episodes before this one. And uh, the, most of them are just like this, where they, they, they stand the test of time. They're talking about challenges and common opportunities within small business that you know span the decades, not only of our experience, but of, of, of just how things work from a small business standpoint. If you like what you heard today, you can get all of our episodes at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. And you'll notice there at the website, there's an episodes tab. You click on there and you'll see a search bar. You can type in whatever topic ideas you've got and it'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find a show that satisfies what you're looking for or answers your question, you can either email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 330-849-0670. We'll be sure to either answer your question directly or we can put together like, like we did today a show and answer the question not only for you, but for other folks who have that same question that, that you do as well. If you have a favorite podcast player, why don't you go there and search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to our show. We usually drop a new episode every Thursday uh, Thursday morning. 
So it'll be, it'll be delivered right to your right to your smart device for your listening pleasure. So that's what we got for you for this week. We appreciate you listening to the show, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.